You love your boom mic now. I think you're getting used to it. All right, bud. Episode 28. There it is. Gear Hunks podcast. Dude, we're getting up there. My town. We're getting old. 28 weeks, I guess, right? 28 weeks later. Great, great sequel. Oh, well, I was going to say 28 Days Later is a great movie. I don't know how I feel about 28 Weeks Later. It different. Uh, didn't Peter Jackson? No. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle did the second one. The first one. Who did the second one was a fan. It's, uh, I think, Peter Jackson. We might have to. Peter say. Jackson? It's, I swear he, to God. He, he finished up with Lord of the Rings, LOTR, and hopped over to 28 Weeks Later? I think it, it was a famous director that did it, for sure. It was a big budget. Well, they shit. had a way bigger budget. That's why it wasn't as creepy. Episode twenty eight film film hunks podcast going on right here. Twenty eight days film, later, film film dorks that don't actually know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> we'll fix it all next week. Exactly in the, in the symphony of corrections. Let's get into the symphony, which I'm so glad that that's the official name now. That's I think that's one of the, finally, the finer developments. It took like, uh, twenty six weeks. We settled on it. <laughs> where did what was it from? What was the where did we start with that one? Well, when you were saying ministry of corrections, oh. I would think of the Megadeth song for some well, reason. No, no, but before that, it was called something else. Remember uh, that I stole from Douglas movies. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we forgot corrections department corrections, which yep. is clever as shit. It's great, but Symphony of Corrections is even better. I dude, we might have a winner. I think we might have to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, Ooh, I've got one from episode 27's guest, okay, Balthazar Delay. Thank you again so much for being on. That was such a freaking awesome. That was awesome. Episode. So informative, man. Such a great dude. He actually texted me the day of the episode coming out and told me that he had a correction for the symphony great and that uh, he was talking about the Systech harmonic energizer pedal mm -hmm. and how he thinks or he had thought that that was uh, an uh, inspiration for the harmonic percolator turns out he was crossing some wires on that one wasn't in fact but it did lead me to actually check out the Systech harmonic energizer and it's super awesome it's it's kind of actually like uh, like something that uh, another one of our previous guests Johnny water from daredevil pedals makes uh, the atomic cock and that it's like a fuzz wa cocked wah kind of fuzz thing. Uh, that I don't, th I think this was a little more focused on the fuzz and I think it was, I've never actually seen one in person because they're hen's teeth rare and very expensive. If you do see them, we're talking, you know, like 15 hundies. If you find oh, one, whoa. there have been some clones that have come out, but uh, it seems like a pretty cool effect and something that I actually want to try to get my hands on. One of them try it myself. I think you have the means to uh, do that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. So Systech Harmonic Energizer was not Harmonic Barculator related. Perfect. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's really all, the only specific stuff I had for the symphony that I found. Um, this, I'll take this opportunity to also tell all of our wonderful listeners near and far to subscribe to Instagram. We've been throwing some crazy ass stiff on there on the daily. <laughs> Once a day, man. We've been, I, dude, there was that's actually all. one day I forgot. I know, and you and were like, whole time, I, I was so bummed forgot. out about it. I was like, hey, man, is that right? I've set a goal for myself that I've won once a day, and, you know, it just didn't happen. So Kind of like once a week, you know? Once, once a week pod, once a week once IG. Once a day IG. Yeah, it's funny. I, I want to post more, you know, myself. Dude, get on that Facebook, bro. We've got a Facebook. Should group. I do the Dude, Facebook? You should do the Facebook. So just bro. a whole separate thing. Dude, just do it. Just see if you can see if you can get get some old old dudes to check out our I've shit because we love old dudes too. They never like, they hang out on Facebook. Facebook's my uh, parents are on it, my aunt and uncle, and mm -hmm. they'd like probably listen to the podcast. Even, but I'm saying there are there there are a lot of a lot of dudes on Facebook that still do the guitar thing. So why not? We can just let's see what happens. There's actually a lot of people posting videos on Facebook. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just and playing and guitar like, randomly. You, dude, you can you can you can repost funny memes and guitar shit and stuff like that on there. You know what I'm just saying? Take it just over. like just do that shit, dude. All right, you do got that. It. You got that shit. Um. So coming your way, guys. Facebook, hit that shit. Get that group going. Subscribe to our Facebook page and our MySpace when you get a second. So speaking of our things, I was actually this is I'm glad we were talking about this. I was I was think I had a new idea for the website and I wanted to run it by you while Love we're it. here. Let's do it. Uh, I was thinking having a page, maybe something called like the Gear of Gear Hunks, and we can have our personal rigs. We could do our own like. I didn't think about it like this, but we can kind of do our own rig rundown. I would love that. And put, we can, so it'll be like, here's Dave's base. And yeah. like, you can, maybe you can make little like illustrator, like diagrams of our Should I do rigs. that? Yeah. Do like a schematic, like with we, the pedals. We could totally do that. I would shit, love to you know do that. That'd be pretty fun, right? Um, 
Can you make a like, little map? Can of you our sketch rigs? out yours with like a pencil and then I'll draw it real yeah, nice? Yes, of course. Let's do that. All right, sweet, sweet. All right, yeah, I like that because I want to do my pedal board too because I have a pretty. Uh, well, mine right now is way so simple. I'm just gonna. It's just gonna be a Les Paul <laughs> into a harmonic percolator into uh, Ampeg VT40. Yeah, well, with the VT40, I mean, yeah, you're almost like it's almost doing a disservice to use like too many pedals through that. I, it doesn't. It doesn't. Does not require it. Uh, so okay, all right, cool. We're gonna add a new page of the website. Love it. Gear of Gear Hunks. Look for that. Uh, here we go. I've got one. Speaking of pedal boards, uh, for grinding my gear hunks, I think this is your new favorite segment of the show. It really is. Uh, this is this is one that's actually really it's really chapped my ass for a little while now, and I'm glad that I had thought of it recently because I because I I saw one, and this is when people will be like they'll make their Facebook or Instagram post and be like, check it out, got my new pedal board built, and it's just pedals laid out on a board without any power cables or what? audio cables have you ever seen this have you no. ever seen people be like oh check out my pedal board Wait, got my new plug pedal it board. and none of the cables are plugged in dude what is that's that that's not a new that's i don't know that's like just they just bought arra- it for the arranging boxes you hanging on a wall uh i just just like if you're gonna i mean i love i love pedal board porn i mean i look Me at too. that shit all the time but when i see people just like nine pedals on a pedal train without any cables connecting i'm like Get out of my get out of my my scene, bro. Dude, I don't even understand. Like, why would you take a picture of that? I don't. I could see if it's like, hey, I'm I'm thinking about this being the pedal order. Like, what do you guys think of this in progress pedal board build? But don't be like, go check out my new pedal board. That's not. That's just. That's look not at it. what I got. That ain't it, son. At least let us know you're using that thing, man. Like, just yeah. I don't. I, just, I don't care if you're using it or not using it, but don't try to tell me that that's a pedal board when it ain't got no pedal or audio cables. Are they pedal on or audio power or audio cables? Damn right, man. Damn right. Um, that just grinds my gear hunks. Well, wait, hold on a second, because I want to get a little a little bit deeper into yeah. this. Like I've got the one. You know what kind of pedal board I, have? I even forget? It's like a pedal train. SKB, brother. SKB. Thank you. And it's got. I the, know uh, what you have better than you do. It yes, out. it was a gift. Uh, a friend who was moving was like, "Please take this." And I'm not a pedalboard guy. You've got the SKB one that's. But like, are I they, believe it's SKB 45 or something like that. It's a large pedalboard. The uh, it has integrated power and like a patch bay up on top and a cable tester and plays all your licks for you. Shout out to uh, Jason Paradise for giving me that. Moved Great down. Name. Moved down to Nashville. Real name. Moved down to Nashville uh, to pursue music. Red. Yeah. Good luck, Jason. And he was like, I can't fit this in the car. So here you go. I was going to say, though, are the are the pictures on a board like that where, you know, it's got the uh, the pre-powered cables and stuff? I mean, I know it's not plugged in, but or are they no, just usually, on a floor? I feel like usually it'll be on, on, on a pedal train or something like yeah, that where okay. it's, you know, it's got slats and all that kind of deal. But there's just there's just nothing plugged in. Are they waiting for feedback? Like maybe you should arrange some of those like because, you know, everything's not plugged in. So you can move stuff it around. It could be. But I, and, and I'm all about that if you're like looking for some advice or something right. like that for sure. What do you guys just, think of my pedal board? Yeah, check it out. I don't know. You're, <laughs> now, the more that we talk about this, the less that it grinds my gear hunks and I, I'm kind of just Isn't like, that kind of what this segment's all about? It's more like therapy. We just get to get oh, it out. Oh, man. And I can't I feel believe better. it. How many episodes did it take for me to actually figure that out? I didn't know. Grinding my therapy hunks. Wow, this is... This, and I don't even have to pay that much for this. Uh, all right, well, that was a good one. <laughs> Next segment. Yo. Dave's Docs. Dave's Docs. Uh, forgot the name of it, but if you could read it off to me. Fall to Pieces. It's a Scott Weiland documentary. Scott Weiland documentary. Now, I figured... Actually, I didn't figure it. This is like... My favorite music is 90s shit. Let's be honest. I think my last three or four Dave's Docs have been Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins at some wow, point. Wow. I don't I don't think... There was a Smashing Pumpkins doc? I'd watch that. I think it was like episode 12 or something. I feel like last episode was kind of a Smashing Pumpkins doc. We just learned so much. Yeah. It really was. Uh, you learn a lot watching... Sm- Anyways, this was good, man. I don't know how you feel about Stone Temple Pilots. I, I actually, I used to really, I used they were of that era of the, of, of all those bands you just named. They were definitely my favorite growing up for sure. I think, um, what I loved about them is their albums are very like, they got like a psychedelic twist on some of their stuff. Yeah. They were um, really Tiny interesting songs is, with cool chords and stuff. Dude, they did a lot of cool chords. I think the problem was, you know, Scott Weiland was a brilliant, uh, front man. Yeah. Oh Yeah. You know, his his vocals took a interesting turn where I think the songwriting was really good, but he has that which everybody yarls. Is that what it's called? I don't that's what I call it. I think yarling, I think yarling is a thing. It was. But, but it's I mean so I, th- funny. I just mean I think that's a, a term that I did not invent, I've got to say. I feel like that I I feel like that's a larger thing. We might have to we'll fix have to, that we'll next to, week we'll in the symphony curriculum. But I like that anyway, so we'll stick with that. Yeah. Yarling. Yarling. He yarls for sure. Um 
the songwriting's brilliant. The lyrics are awesome. The melodies are great. But then you you know there's the yarling, so it kind of just takes away from the thing. It's weird. I you know I, like, yarling usually turns or... me off big time, but I, I I don't mind at all when Scott Weiland does it because his melodies are that good. He does. Yeah, he's got That's some great ass melodies. Um, so he was a fucking awesome dude, and it's a little short doc. It's on uh, YouTube. It's okay. like I think it's like forty minutes long. It's pretty cool. It's like nice. a little... maybe it was like a maybe it was like an hour long on TV, and they cut the they cut the commercials out exactly forty two minutes. Um. Yeah, him and the bass player started the band, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't know that. And then they were trying out all these guitar Isn't, players. Doesn't his brother? Well, Delio? exactly. So they were trying out all these guitar players. It wasn't fitting. And the bass player was like, oh, I happen to have this brother. And he's like, all right, fly him out, you know, from wherever they're from. And uh, he nails it. And he's like, oh, my brother should have been in the band the whole time. So, Dude, you love brother bands so much. Another brother That's band. Another, another brother band. Another brother. Brother from another brother. Damn, yeah. I, I never really thought about them as a brother band, but they totally are. Yeah. Hmm. There's something to that, man. You know, we're getting on to something here. Dave's so, Docs. Dude, anyways, I recommend one. it. I want to watch that for yeah, sure. It's I, called, I, I once again, SDP. for the listeners, Fall to Pieces. Fall to Pieces. Do you know what? Do you happen to remember when it came out? It was after he died because they talked about that. So probably in the last three years, I think. Oh, word. Yeah. Really good, though. Really good, man. All right, man. Riff Library. What do you got for us today? Uh, You know, I was actually feeling a little guilty last week about you calling me out about uh, it being a 1985 Chicago Bears cookbook and not a music book. And you're, you know, for bucking the trends of rules and all that bullshit. Uh, So this week I'm going with I've got two books and they're. Well, you you doubled up. They're, they're right over there. Well, I doubled up because, yeah, it's fine. You can close it. I was reading that, but you can you can just you can grab one and hand me one. I don't want to disturb. Oh, uh, Sophie on top of it. Sleeping. Yeah, I don't want to touch her. That's she's sleeping so, so freaking cute, adorable. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could take a picture of that. And, but it's uh, two trade secrets. Books. It's two trade secrets books. So it is from from Stuart McDonald's Guitar Shop Supply. And you know how much I freaking love all things Stu Mac and Dan Earlywine. This is trade trade secrets books one and two uh and what that is so have you ever did you ever by any chance happen to sign up for the stumac catalog mm-hmm. yeah i think in, I in get each it. episode of the episode edition i don't know what you call it volume the, volume that's a much better <laughs> term in each one going back into the i don't know 90s or probably maybe even 80s there has been uh, a page of tr- or two or more of trade secrets and it's them and their friends and all these different people writing in and sharing different quote unquote trade secrets for all things guitar luthiery and repair and all all different kinds of guitar and amp things sure so it's just every single page is a reprint of of previous trade secrets from the stumac catalog going back to the That's 90s cool. so it's this compilation of all this really cool stuff that probably isn't published anywhere else and one of the things that they talk about in the beginning of each one and and i didn't really realize is that going back i don't decades it wasn't until very recently that luthiers and tradespeople of any kind would share each other share their trade secrets it was it was seen as as almost stupid to or and and really looked down upon to share like oh here's my special thing that i know when i'm competing with x other person over here who is my competitor and is you know going to try to take the food from my table for whatever my trade is so this is like a new thing where they decided to kind of like open open the kimono as it were and share all the different little tips and tricks that I like normally that. they'd it's sort like of the, uh, kept the, for themselves. It's like the cliff's notes of everything Stumac, you know, they kind of put it all together for Yeah, me. it's really cool. So um I, I just wanted to have this for myself. It's kind of it's kind of difficult to read straight through because May I see it? Oh yeah, there go ahead. Um as you're describing. it's all just different articles about very disparate different things. So it's like you know, some of the stuff might not ever be relevant to me, but it's still interesting to have there. And then there is some stuff that I've, that I've come across already. I've been like, Oh, that's, a, that's a neat little idea that I never would have come up with on my own. Cool to know that these dudes are way better at this stuff than me thought of it 30 <laughs> years ago. Oh, this is great, man. The design's beautiful too, by the way. Yeah. And it's, it really is just like a reprint, you know, of what it was in the, uh, in the, in the original catalog. So pretty cool. Yeah. I got that recently stingray, uh, was like, Hey, I need to make a Stumac order and I don't have enough, money to, for the shipping blah 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 do you want to put anything on it and i was like yeah and i got those books and also the uh that two band book that i've talked about oh, on yeah. the podcast mm. so yeah that's that that's riff library i'm looking through it now sorry i uh Take i got distracted time. it's beautiful we're not uh recording recording a podcast I'm, or anything i'm looking at i'm reading about how to <laughs> fix binding right now <laughs> oh yeah that's probably a good article i want to read that yeah 
Uh, so Page yeah, I'll get that. I'll get that uh, link to that up on the website Very one of these cool, days. Um, fuck the police. What's going on with I've Sting got, these days? Uh, nothing for Sting this time. We're going. Uh, we're going down to the deep funky lowdown of Adam Clayton this week. Oh, and it isn't news per se. It's just something that I noticed that <laughs> wait is shitty. When did fuck the police turn into like the YouTube uh, discussion? Oh no! Why did I do? How did I make that it's horrible okay. mistake? You, you know what? It's you know not. what? They're the same fucking thing. Dude, you know what? They're the I think, same. I think the new segment is like if it's fuck the police, we can talk shit about the Chili Peppers, <laughs> you two. Dude, I am so Bands fucking embarrassed right now that like. I literally did not realize that I was talking about you two. Let's talk about it anyways. In, instead of anytime police. you want to talk about Adam Clayton, <laughs> I'm in, yeah. do you want to talk about his glittery bases? Dude, I wanted to talk about. The pick guards. I noticed that on on both of his his signature, which it's I actually favorite. really like the purple sparkle. I think that's fucking awesome. And then he's got a Sherwood green, and he does a jazz and a P. And both of them have Matching white headstocks. white perloid pick guards. Yeah, baby. And I hate and it it that. matches the ivory inlays that are. Oh on my there. god. I I actually have to be honest. I love the rest of the base. I it's think one of the flashiest so badass. The flashiest bases Fender makes. I yeah. Think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and then they just have to just drop a turd right in the middle of the pick guard with that white pearl. You love perloid. Oh no! Why? I think Why? I think Why for your new uh, your new Les Paul will get you. A what perloid. do you What do you like about that? No, I really don't like it. <laughs> Is there any perloid that you like? Yeah, there. They did a. I forget what it was. I think they put it on the inside of pick guards um, back in the seventies. What? Yeah, it's on the inside of like. What are you talking about? I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Inside of the uh, plastic. I don't know what that means. Inside, like, like in, the, a white, in the cavity? Like a white pickguard on the outside? Yeah. Inside, it was perloid for some reason. I don't know why. Inside of what? Like the, oh, like on the other side of the pickguard. Why? I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe, th- maybe like they figured 60s. out that perloid was disgusting at a certain point. We're like, hey, we can just flip this material over yeah. and just make them white. Yeah. Because I think the Mustang, base, right. the Mustang base stands out. Um, is one of those. That so I've you seen. could flip it over and have you know, like, like it's a lefty, white on one side, just like normal a lefty white. perloid? Yeah, I guess you could sell it as a lefty. Per- well, Whoa. it'd have the bevel on one side, but still. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, how have I Check never heard about this? That's cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's why I like it because <laughs> it's kind of like a secret, secret thing. Shit. Yeah. And then at one point, someone's like, maybe it was the first guy who like flipped it over and put on a lefty. And everyone's like, what's that? He's like, it's perloid on the inside. Perloid, bro. I don't know. Oh, man. I know. I, I love I that. I think you're secretly perloid on the inside. Kinda. I'm like a. I like the. Uh, have you seen a smoky perloid? I'm sorry. I just. I can't believe I. I literally had an Adam Clayton thing in here, not realizing that he's in U2. Like, of course I know he's in U2. You mixed up U2 and I the just, police. I just. I, it happens, just bro. Became the same thing to me. <laughs> it happens. Wow. They do have I'm the same so, level of cheese. I'm so embarrassed. I wouldn't be. I would be proud of that. Oh. <sighs> I'm gonna have to, it's gonna take me a moment to recover from that, Should but it's still, a- I'm still actually kind of happy about it, and that we're broadening the scope of fuck the police a little bit. I kind of like it. We can talk about you two, Chili Peppers. Anybody else you want to throw in the mix? I mean, I f- Pearl Jam sometimes, but I feel like I it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be like it can just come off the cuff. Yeah, man. right. Okay. It's almost like a grinding my gear hunks part two. It is, but <laughs> more more widely about just rock and roll. Do we have any? Wait, all right. Are we good about the Adam Clayton? Because you sent me a picture. Oh, oh, right. You know, I didn't even connect that. Yeah, that's right. I saw somebody Clayton in the, who works in the Fender Custom Shop had posted a picture of. It was like yeah, four it was like or the five Adam Clayton necks. neck. One, somebody's uh, somebody has who has a fretless signature. Um, uh, Bailey. Um, there was a Dan Bailey signature in there, but that wasn't. He. It was. I think it was. Hmm, I'm not going to sit here and try to remember the name right now. That I was knew Tom, like four or five something. names. I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, I did. I think I knew two, maybe, but yeah. regardless, it was still cool to just Victor it, it, Bailey. He's that's who ah he yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Victor Wooten. And Victor Wooten. <laughs> He's him. a bass player, dude. I'd love to hear him on like a Fender. He always plays those Federas. Yeah, he does. Which those? I mean, <laughs> dude, did I ever tell? Did I ever? Did I ever tell you my my Victor Wooten story? Did I've you got. Meet him I've at actually Nam? got two Victor Wooten stories. He's always at Nam. Did you mean? I did. Uh, but wait. So let me tell you my first Victor. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna get in the Woot right now. I'm gonna do a little gear. Getting gear hump. in the Woot. <laughs> New segment. <laughs> I was gonna do a little get in the wood yeah. gear, gear hunga. Not really bragging, I guess, because the first one is I w- I was still seventeen when I journeyed down to Champaign, Illinois, uh, to be a college student, and I bought tickets to see Victor Wooten play at the Canopy Club. Damn right. Not realizing that I had to be eighteen years of age to get into the Canopy Club, and I was denied from getting in. And you this was like my first couple of days down oh, in school man. and I bought the ticket. I was going to go with my new friend that I just met, John yeah. Ozoxit. Uh, and uh, what's up, John? And uh, 
got to the door and they would not let me in. And I tried and I tried doing the whole like my birthday's tomorrow and I'm 17. And why would you have sold me the ticket? Yeah, no, I don't know. Anyways, it was probably my fault, but I, yeah, so I didn't get to. See so him. you didn't get. So your first Victor Wooten story is you didn't get to see. I, didn't. I got turned away. Now, did you get a second chance? I did. Life? So it was it was at an AM show, and he was doing. He had some book that had just come out, and he was doing like a release for this book. And the, I think I think the story was that each chapter started with us like a little musical piece, and then he would like. Tell, tell a different story or story or whatever. So he was playing some of the music from that at this thing. And it was, you know, a very small gathering or whatever. And he was like doing the sound check or whatever. And I was like, not that far away from him, probably like as far away as you are right now. And he turned over to me and, and he goes, Hey man, how's that sound over there? I was like, really good. And then, and then, <laughs> you and said then, really good. Yeah. Too? No. Cause he asked me like, he, like he looked at me cause I'm tall. Like he looked at me. Did he catch you off guard though? You're like, what, what? yeah, he caught me off guard. <laughs> I was just standing a little like freaked out that I was like so close to Victor Wooten about to give like this little yeah. solo concert thing. And then, and then he asked me how it sounded and I, and I was like, really good, man. And then that was, but no, actually it wasn't very slap and poppy because it was like, you know, solo based thing. He where does you're those doing, chords, like, multiple, man. Exactly. Oh my God. He's so, fucking brilliant. That was that I, was a. That I have was one crazy. and a half Victor Wooten stories. You do, yeah. Um, that was. I guess that was one and a half Victor Wooten. That wasn't too. Full I can stories. match you. I yeah. got one and a half also. Uh, the first half of story is that I have a friend who had a bong signed by Victor Wooten Rad. on the bottom. Just was at like um you know one of those not like um what's the one down south? Why do I keep thinking Lollapalooza? What's it called? Wait, down south? Bonnaroo. Oh, Bonnaroo. Oh. It wasn't Bonnaroo, but like one of those other smaller festival mm-hmm. type shows, hippie show. And he was there and he was signing shit and someone was like, this is all I got. And he signed the bottom of a bong, smoked out. It was pretty fun. Badass. Uh, second Victor Damn, Wooten story. Can you story, imagine carrying around a bong at, at a music That's festival? what I was thinking. Like a whole, like a big one too. <laughs> like a good like 10 inch bong, Which bro. makes me think like maybe this guy made the story up. No, the bong? Yeah. Oh, like someone else just signed yeah. it or that's probably possible. Yeah. But also I could see it happening. That's a pretty funny random person. To, that's that's like stepbrothers with the Randy Jackson samurai sword. <laughs> that's like a pretty random thing to have signed by a random I person. I was smoking out of it and someone's like, look at the bottom. It said Victor Wooten. <laughs> that's awesome. And I think it was a signature. I don't know. Anyways, second story. I actually got to see him once at House of Blues. Um, I got free tickets through Columbia College when I was working there. Word. And uh, went there. He's my favorite bass player of all time. Like, like unbelievably good. And I go there and I'm watching and I'm watching and it's just, he's like going off like the whole crowd's into it. And then his band's up there, you know, his brother plays guitar mm-hmm. for him. Slap guitar. I've, I've never seen so much slapping in my entire <laughs> life. It was just like, he was slapping the, the guy was slapping guitar. I'm like, and then check this out. Hands his bass down to the crowd. People start playing it like him, like all the guys what? in the front. People in the front of the crowd were just like, but, but, like it had the wireless or whatever, and he's just passing it around. Everybody could play slap bass. I, <laughs> I went home. I left. I go. I can't watch this anymore. This is a. This is too crazy. Everybody could play slap. Everybody was slapping bass. God, I gotta stop kicking this damn microphone stand. It's gonna drive me crazy. You love your new I mic hate stand. it. Oh, I hate it so. So good. So all right. Wow, that was a lot of digging into the woot. Is that what we call that? Digging the woot. Digging the woot. <laughs> digging in the woot. A deep, deep dig right we there. We dug way into the I woot. I would be willing to bet we never ever dig into the woot again. After I think that. we talked about to the extent of Victor Woot until like in, I forget that we we both told those stories until well, did we ever tell the story with the thing and the all the guys playing the slap bass? And the bong was signed by Victor Woot. <laughs> We'll see you in like three episodes. We'll probably repeat the same thing. Oh man, awesome! That was a that was a strange one, right? Do we have there. some articles for today? What's, we've got some. What else is article, going on? Do, I mean, do you want to talk about some, other stuff? We've got some other topics. All right, what do we got, buddy? Uh, do, do would you rather get into personal gear things or like world gear things? Let's talk Percy's. Oh, Percy's, I like it. Uh, well, I had kind of a cool week. I got to I got to hang out with some some cool dudes and and talk about gear and stuff. That band Torch, that's crazy. We're man. hanging out. Uh, super super nice guys, and um, they did like a recording where they we shot them playing live in our basement, which is like crazy that in the middle so of work cool. that was happening. But uh, John Nunez, who's the guitar player in that band and recently did the rig rundown for them on Premier Guitar and stuff, he also has 
an amp company, which I I knew because I'd watched the rig rundown, but I guess I didn't quite connect with the idea and like the the thing that really impressed me most about them, other than the fact that like I've just dug their band for a long time and they do cool ass heavy music, their sound is so specific to them that they have actually created their own gear companies to like create the gear that they're using for their sound. Like their amps and cabs, pedals, and then one of their tour mates, uh, I think is well, I think did I write it down? I met him. He's a really cool guy. Oh, his name is Kevin. So they're they're on this tour with this band called I Flies, which is a very confusing name. How uh, do they spell that? I Flies, yeah. E Y E F L Y S, which turns out is a Melvin song. Oh cool. Um, yeah, so it's like, you know, flies flies on your eyes. Uh, but he's got this uh, studio called developing nations where he's also started making metal neck guitars like you know how obsessed i am with egc guitars so i got to they also use those in in torch and um i got to try that out oh with, really yeah with um john john nunez uh his pedal that um i actually posted on the on the gear hunks instagram right. <clears throat> losing my voice i haven't mentioned this is my first ever cold cast right yeah. here i'm a little sickies right now Hanky's but i'm um, feeling great today Throats a little, little something or other, but uh, the pedal, which was called the Tetra Fet Drive, sounds so badass. Yeah, dude. it's yeah. No How would you describe it? It's pretty heavy, but it's it's also got a lot of the thing that I like, which is clarity. It's not just like a big mush of wall sound. You actually, it's yeah. heavy and saturated and nasty, it, but you get the, the notes separation. It has a really good feature for anything super heavy, which is a high-pass filter. So it just one switch cuts off all the bass end. Mm. That gets all flubs, flubsies a lot of times, mm. especially when you're going in like a 4 by 12 But it, believe it or not, for bass boy, it actually sounds pretty awesome Ooh, on bass too, man. Did you try it on bass? I didn't try it on bass, but you I heard, heard it on bass. Yeah. And it it, it doesn't it doesn't lop off the bottom end like right. a lot of like a lot of that stuff especially does. like a quote unquote guitar pedal exactly yeah. uh, so Very cool. that was super awesome man and like yeah. just really refreshing to hang out with people who you know are quote unquote famous or whatever and they're just like super down to earth yeah. gear nerds nice that want to talk about the stuff and like geek out on it and are still stoked on it however many years into their career that's cool man how long did you get to like talk to them for. Uh, I was just probably less like than a half hour, yeah. like 20 minutes or something like that. We were also hanging out in a room just like playing guitars. People were just like kind of ripping, ripping nice. lines and stuff. And that was pr- ripping lines. I, that was not <laughs> what I meant to say. Uh, rip, ripping off some licks yeah. uh, and, and shredding a little bit. Uh, but it sounded awesome. And and one of the things they, that they were doing, which is really cool and something that I am a proponent of generally is the old trick where, you know, this is essentially a preamp, right? It's got a JFET in the, in the input stage, like a tube. So it responds kind of like a tube mm-hmm. wood in a preamp. Instead of plugging that preamp pedal into another preamp at the front end of your amplifier and then into the power amp, if your amp has an effects loop, you can send and return from the effects loop and bypass the preamp completely and just go from the, so like the preamp of the guitar amp oh, and yeah. just go the preamp pedal into the power amp of your guitar amp out of the speaker. Whoa. And that is, that's how it sounded the best for sure. Really? Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, it's like it's that all the sound is supposed to be coming from that pedal, like all the preamp sort of tone shaping. And then you're shoving mm-hmm. it into another preamp, right. which is going to have its own sound yeah. and, and do all that kind of stuff. So this way you just get all that, that pure unadulterated preamp sound into your tube power amp or whatever power amp you're using and then out into the world. Let's hear more about this guitar for a second. This uh, oh, yeah. aluminum. Neck. Well, he's it's, uh, it's interesting. I was talking to him for a bit about them too. And so the stu- this, studio that he owns is called developing nations and so i think he's been calling the guitar that as well but it doesn't i know that he's going to be changing going to be changing the studio's name and will probably be changing the guitar's name as well do they sell like do they are they handmade or i think he's made about 20 so far and they've all sold yeah um do you guys have any no no nobody has any so you played the guy's person i played his the one that they're on tour with yeah for sure and it's awesome yeah and and the body is kind of like it's got it's very similar to the egc's that i've played except the the neck was actually to the ones compared to the ones that I've played, which are not many, it was a little more uh, comfortable, I guess. Yeah, there's something about it that felt just a little bit better to me. The funny thing was that because you know it's winter here in Chicago, I was going right to ask that it had been outside in the cold, and that was a cold neck, dude. I was going <clears> to say, <throat> man, like uh, it's kind of a dumb question. It's something you don't really think about, I guess. Or if it gets hot, like on a crazy like outside totally. outdoor festival type thing. The, I've from what I've heard, the heat isn't as big of a yeah. deal. The cold, but would the cold real quick. Yeah, though. and and it, you just you know you just have to let it warm up for a while before. Yeah. I I played it when it was so cold and it was fine, but it's like you can feel it. <laughs> and like I kind of liked the way that. It felt yeah. because I'm a fucking polar bear and I dig the cold, but right. 
Yeah, uh, polar bear mitts. And the, but the body, so the neck was very similar. It had like a, it has a sort of similar headstock to the EGC, but it's 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 a cool design. It's its own thing. And then the body was a lot like a Rickenbacker, which was super cool. Was it a slab with binding and stuff? Or? No, it wasn't. It wasn't bound, but it was it was kind of a slab, slab yeah. and uh, their own homemade pickups as well. No which shit. Are pretty, just like pretty nasty. Do they plan on making more? Or like? Oh yeah, he's going to be doing a lot more wow. for sure. But it's you know, kind of an early thing and it takes a lot of capital to make metal neck guitars and do all that kind yeah. of crazy shit. Especially so. if they're doing their own pickups and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're super cool. And I, and I would expect the world to see more of developing nations or whatever it winds up being sure. called. We'll have to add an update when that happens and all that kind Absolutely. of stuff. So that was super cool. Pretty stoked on that. Uh, especially because, like, just getting to watch them record, going going back to torch. Getting Is that going to be record. out? Or are they going to release? Them? Yeah. That, oh, absolutely. That's going to be coming out. What was that? Did you hear that pop? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was a weird one. I don't know what, what that was. Oh, there. something just kicked on. Oh, you know what that was? That was my heat turning on. Bam! I'm, I'm going to turn the heat off. No, you're sick, boy. You got to keep the heat going. Okay. Well, it's going to be unless you want to hear. Don't want to edit it out later. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Uh, cool. Uh, That's awesome, man. Um, torch hangs. Dig, dig those. I was gonna, oh yeah, I was saying like uh, I was gonna go. I was gonna. They played the bottle, which I was surprised was that they were playing there. I thought they would be playing a bigger venue with their popularity, but I just I was I was not feeling good. There yeah. was no way I was gonna go to that. That show. was on Friday, right? I, it's hard. I don't know what days are Zach anymore. Zach texted us. He was. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah. Zach was talking about going to that too. I totally forgot about that. That's how I knew you were sick boy. Zach, really Zach, uh, our good good friend of the pod. Zach, Zach Livingston, what's up, shouting man? Shouting it out to you, our friend. Working on a sick body right now. Dude, he's got a sick body too. Wow, he's bodied up. <laughs> What's up? Hello. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. I can't wait to have a tall string electric man. Oh, so, oh, oh, that's gonna be a whole episode on its own. Oh, dude, it's gonna be like a whole month of episodes. My first ever Custies guitar, bro. That's awesome. That's gonna be great. Uh, all right, let's keep on talking about some gears. Oh, dude, wait. Okay, here I've got a question for you. Okay. I thought about. I realized something about myself, and I and I want to know if you remember. Do you remember? Do you remember your first gear flip or do you remember like your first gear deal that you ever did? Wow. Selling or buying? It, it doesn't matter. I can, if you, if you, re, if you I want to hear if yours, you want to tell mine, because I, I obviously I wanted to hear about yours because I had this strange realization that I was like, holy shit, that was my first ever gear deal. So do I you mean was, like buying from a store. Or I'll just tell you my story. Yeah. Let's hear yours. I'll just tell you my story and maybe it'll, maybe it'll yeah. trigger, trigger something for you. I was, now this is where it gets a little fuzzy because I'm bad with, with, timelines i must have been like nine or ten or something like that and so just to take the story back a little bit further uh there was it's i don't need to get too too far deep into it but i was sort of bullied at one point in my life i was probably i don't know probably like third grade or something this mm-hmm. kid who's neighbors whatever with like him and this other kid who were like the like the class assholes would like follow me home and like and then they would like we would like fight and stuff mm-hmm. um, mostly it was just me getting punched and then uh fast forward a few years later uh i actually became friends with the guy and like we were you know we were, we were yeah. totally tight and everything <laughs> and we were both into punisher comic books and music and i remember and I, rem- I had this strange epiphany where i remembered i had a i had a punisher it was a it was an action figure and it had this thing like in his chest where you could put, you know, like um, like cap guns where you could like put those like weird little like rolls of paper in, and then it would like hit the thing. Yeah, of course. And it would, like, yeah, cap cap guns. Cap like, guns. So, like whatever. But that, they had the paper stuff. The paper, the mm-hmm. red paper, or whatever. It's like gunpowder dots on paper. Dude, exactly. Which is kind of <laughs> fucked up. That we like, <laughs> really, we just got to play children. with it. Yeah. Well, so this Punisher action figure that I had yes. had a thing in his chest I remember. where you could like it would do the like mm-hmm. the gun pop thing. I totally remember that. I traded. I'm not going to say his name because, and, and actually sort of in a, in a funny way now, he now like owns a boxing gym, which is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> He's, he got used to punching his entire life. <laughs> actually, you know, I love it. It's hey, do a, what you I love, have, right? I have, no, I have no, no problem whatsoever, no, but no, whatever. Cool. Uh, I traded him a Punisher action figure for a pair of drumsticks. Whoa. I had I had the Punisher action figure. He had a pair of drumsticks, and I decided that I wanted a pair of drumsticks for some reason. And that was my first ever gear de- gear deal. Whoa. I remember setting up like pillows on my bed, what and what I thought was an arrangement like drums, and using the drumsticks to like play along to the Who or whatever. That's all you really need, though. You know, is the sticks, dude. I've been I've been I've been doing doing been, the gear. You've been a gear, gear hunt. I've been a gear hunter. How old were you then? Like ten or something? I'm maybe nine or ten, yeah. something like that. Wow. I know, man. Isn't that isn't that kind of wild? That's pretty cool, man. I can't remember. I was trying to remember if it was like a, a like a full on swap, 
or if we ever traded back. I want to say that the idea was it was like going to be a temporary trade, but then like we just never traded back. Yeah. Um, I man, I fucking wish I still had those drumsticks. And now that I think, now that I'm thinking about that, I've got to add that to my gear list. Do you remember what size they were? Were they like oh, five God, A's, bro? No, dude, they're 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 probably <laughs> they like, They're probably giant. I mean, I guess they if seem you're giant, they time, yeah. Big, yeah. Uh, That's man, funny, so. man, dude. I you just made me think of something, and I, I'm not going to answer your question because I thought of something I'm going to forget about. Do you remember hot? <laughs> do you remember hot sticks? Was that the thing where you like spun the? They thing were around? drumsticks that you hit against pillows, and they make noise. They had a speaker. You hot look sticks. I think they were called hot sticks. That sounds like a. They were like, like orange. They were like, like orange and yellow. I know, right? It's so stupid. They were like orange and yellow plastic sti- like drumsticks, and you'd hit them against pillows and stuff. You could even do them in the air. And it was like the little sensor would go off when you did that. They worked better when you hit an actual surface. I like how much air drumming you're doing for the podcast yeah, listeners right now. Let them now. know. I'm, I'm looking like <laughs> Keith Moon over here. And uh, no, they made a, they had, I think they had like a speaker connected to them, but it wasn't an elaborate Dude, thing. I want these now. We, you got to look them up, dude. Hot I'm sticks. telling you. They're, yeah. I had a pair and they totally like snapped. Of course. Like where the yellow and orange. Like- like 4d batteries in each one so it was also I, like working out while you're i can't you're playing remember it. what the speaker was but they they had i think they had a wire going to like some kind of little tiny amp type oh, speaker and that way you would put yeah d batteries or like c's um those big ass things man do people still use d batteries for, for some things yeah oh, shit. do you know what i did here's a little here's a little gear hunks tip yep are you familiar with the company Eneloop or any loop i'm not sure exactly how you say it e-n-e-l-o-o-p no they are, as far as I know, I mean, man, it tell let us know if there's even anything better. As far as I know, and from my research, the best rechargeable batteries you can get. Okay. And what they do do is either make the uh, AAA or or AA size, and then you buy little adapters. So I've got like a C adapter, a D adapter, where you just charge up the D battery or the uh, the AA battery like normal, and it goes inside this like plastic shell that's the size of a D battery. Whoa! And then you just pop that right in your shit, man. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, they got that shit figured out. Dude, they figured they they cracked the code. I when, it was when I got into like vintage video game stuff. Yeah, and I got this uh, that thing right there, the Konami yeah. Superboy. It takes I think C batteries, maybe D batteries, and I was like, well, shit, I'm not gonna be like buying those. So then I yeah. went down the gear hunks rabbit hole of finding everything there is to know about rechargeable batteries oh. and wound up with those. Yeah, game I've changer, never heard dude. of so- that's game changer. It's super awesome. That's really cool because it turns out that's all those ma- mothers really are. Like right. in real life, that's just it's the same shit, just like with those batteries inside there. So, are there any pedals that take not nine volt batteries? Man, if there are, I I am not. They probably aware sound of them. like shit, right? Like it would be a different sound, you'd think almost, because doesn't voltage kind of change the actual? Like some pedals are eighteen volt. Yeah, well, it depends. Of course, a circuit would have to be designed to handle that yeah. that level of voltage. But I for some I, I don't know the history of why we all sort of just settled on nine volts yeah. together. Which I'm I'm glad for because that made things a lot easier. Because you can test it with your tongue, dude. That's nice. I kind of love that feeling. Kind of miss it. Oh, I I've done it recently for sure. Licking a battery. Yeah, licking. Yeah, lick them batteries, <laughs> dude. I don't know why I just thought of this, but you know what? I you know what's a great word that uh, that I f- read an article recently about jag off. Yeah. Wait. It actually is a. It's actually a real word. Well, it is. It is. Like you in, fucking jag off. You fucking jag off. Whatever. It turns out. I thought it was just that, a lazy that's version a of very jack-off. regional word to Chicago and Pittsburgh of all places. Oh. For some reason, we're the only cities that call people jagoffs. And then, in sort of Piss River related fashion, I decided I was like, "Man, it would be awesome to have a band called Jagoff." Or Jagoff turns off. Turns out there's the Jagoffs. There's Jagoff. They're yeah. they're all out there. Damn. But it also in the in this article that I read, which I can't remember where it was now, somewhere on the interwebs, uh, it they talked about how it isn't actually jagoff. It was more. It was it was more like. Oh man, no, I can't remember exactly the etymology. It, I I did I did take away that it oh, was Oh, it didn't come from Jack. It did not come from Jack Off. Gotcha. It was more it, it was it wasn't the origins of it the word. It wasn't like it was more just about like oh that person's a real like thorn in my side, not hmm. like that not, not that person Jack. So it off. was a word before like Chicago people started shouting it out their car windows. No, I think that's where it came from. But I don't man, you know, listen. I, I was not prepared to talk about this. Yeah, you did, brought it up. Man. I know, I know, but I did decide that that Jagoff is probably my favorite just like curse. It's not but that's not even a curse word. Like you can say it on TV and stuff. It's yeah. not it's not considered a curse, but it is kind of like a derogatory slang and Do you think if you took the name like the band name Jagoff anyways, would you get sued by Jagoff and then it would be Jagoff versus Jagoff? Jagoff v Jagoff. <laughs> uh I hope so. Maybe Jagoff versus Jagoff is your band name. 
Jagoff versus Jagger. Jagger the Jagger. Moves like Jagoff. Moves like Jagoff. <laughs> so stupid. Dude, no, that I guarantee I fucking guarantee that that becomes a song title for my as of yet unnamed band. <laughs> Which because we've just been kind of using wooden coats, I don't I don't know. There is another piss river. There's bro. another wooden coat. No, there's an, there's a piss river out there and there's also wooden coats. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I don't call know. Call it Jagoff versus Jagoff. Ja- Jag- moves, moves like, like Jagoff, dude. That I'm telling Just you. Take it. Because none of our, I mean, like none of the songs really have real names yet. Some of them do. So yeah. like, but one of them will be moves like Jagoff. I fucking promise you. So great. Mark listens to this. Mark, you fucking heard it here first, buddy. Our <laughs> band is having a song called Moves Like Jagoff. I think he'll today. approve. Oh, I know he'll approve. Um. So, all right, you're not going to tell us your first gear, your gear story. Oh, or, I mean, or well, you, I've, I think I've told the story of how I got my first bass. That was at a pawn shop. Yeah, so there you know, you you, know, you never had any um, like weird little things happen. I mean, it's okay if you didn't. I no, just, I can't believe that I forgot about that until now. And I think it was the hot sticks when I was like eight years old. Nice, dude. It really, actually, I think was like one of the first instruments I ever. I want to start calling you hot sticks. I think that's that would like be a that. great nickname. Good band name. Yeah, there's it's too nah. close to hot snakes. Hot Snakes is a good band. Hot Snakes is an awesome band name and an awesome band, but that's too close. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. a band already. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, you got you to gotta get down. I, first, we're listening to These Arms Are Snakes. Now these I'm Arms Are you, Snakes. You got to listen to Hot Snakes. It's, it's just a sneaky day. kind of day. <laughs> sneaky Sundays, bud. Uh, these Arms Are Snakes are fucking sick, dude. You yeah, showed yeah. me that earlier. I've never heard those guys. I, as really a bass cool. boy, I knew you were, were oh, going to be able to get down with that it was, shit. It was just heavy enough and just like synthy enough, too. I yeah. Oh, dude, you know, I was thinking about what else is going on. Do we have to, you know, before I get into this next thing, do you think adding another segment would be too much? I mean, are we, are we, are we, do we have too many segments? I don't think anyone's keeping track at this point. So, because I was thinking, I don't have any, any fun names or anything yet, but something that I realize excites me is, is really sort of like futuristic, kind of like ahead of its time gear. Yeah. And I want to do, I want each week, I want to find a, re- I just want a reason to have to like think about some sort of fancy futuristic type piece of gear mm-hmm. every week. So, you know, maybe if you've got any snappy ideas for names or something well, like kind of like those batteries, like people who are just kind of taking something and making it way better. Dude, yeah. I didn't even realize that you're absolutely right. But that's not the one I had. I have another yeah. one that I want to talk like about. Like that mic stand that clips into the pedal board. I thought that was fucking that was pretty brilliant. We talked about that too. in episode 16 i don't know insert number here <laughs> i have no idea um yeah so no, what do you got for us today okay then. so all right man maybe you've heard of this already maybe you haven't mm-hmm. uh have you heard of it's called and, and and you'll i think you'll know instantly because the name is kind of strange a little thunder no so it's a company i believe it's the name of the company but they only sell a pick guitar pickup okay and this pickup is currently Billy, I guess Billy Gibbons is on tour right now, like not with ZZ Top. He's got like a trio thing that he's doing, and it's it's him and another guitar player and drums. And the reason they can do that is this pickup has it's basically it has a, a normal sort of like quote unquote normal electric guitar humbucker in it, but it also has this like synth pickup that f- you can choose if it's either the bottom two or the bottom three strings will track those bottom three strings and basically put like the root bass note that you're playing out to a separate amp if you want. So you Whoa. can, you can be doing guitar and bass together at the same time. And it sounds pretty cool from what I've, from what I've heard on, on the internets. So yeah. What do you, you look befuddled? Yeah, a I'm a little, bit. I'm a little befuddled. So I, I, the way that it gets wired, you you throw it into your, your current guitar. Usually is it just split like highs and lows or is it well, like- what it usually does is it, Usually you can do it in both. Usually it works best with a couple, like a two humbucker guitar. Sure. You replace the neck humbucker with this pickup. Mm-hmm. And it has, like I said, it has a regular guitar humbucker in there, but it also has like a synth pickup. And then it sort of like an octave pedal just for your bottom three strings. will yeah. do it one octave down and two octaves down out of a stereo jack. Oh. So you'll use a Y cable from your guitar and you can split out the treble pickup. Very cool. To, and the bass pickup. I like that a lot. And I want to try one. Currently, Billy Gibbons is on tour with that, where they're both using them and both sort of like doing guitar bass at the same time. Really? Yeah. And these like custom made, weird sort of goofy looking SGs that I also kind of liked a little bit. They're yeah. they're sort of future looking. I don't know who made them. It's certainly not Gibson. Really? Um, they yeah. have the SG body. Very very similar to an SG body shape, but it's like two tiered. I don't know. We will hmm. have to show you the video. Yeah. Um, they better watch out. 
And so, dude, I'm like, my my first thought was like, which guitar can I put one in? Because I want one. Yeah. And they're for sale. I think it's like 250 bucks. Okay. And they the, fit, the you said the footprint of like a humbucker, right? It's a footprint of a humbucker. Okay. They're, um, it's a little strange in that they're, I think it's like micro USB or something. You charge them up. So it doesn't have like an internal battery, like a, like, you know, you don't use like a nine volt because the, the, it has active circuitry, but the pickup itself is passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just was like, my, my, my gut instinct, I think a lot of times with that kind of stuff is supposed to be like, mm, that's weird. But then I, this one, and the more I watched and got into it, I was like, I think I really want to try that. You know a lot about local H. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't he, didn't he have some kind of similar, he put it, I think he just, it just had like a straight an octave up, he, he, no, well, he had a P bass pickup just under like the, you know, the bass strings of his guitar and then would right. send that out to an SVT and like would use octave pedals and yeah. shit like that for sure. I think a lot of, for a lot of the, it was a, like a boss GT five for a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. I remember those. Um, wow. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So I want to try one. Like I, I can't wrap my head around it until I really like, holla to a little like thunder that. pickup. Yeah. Billy Gibbons currently on tour with it. Um, I don't know, man. Like, and I'm not trying to replace you, bass boys of the world, but it it's a cool ass sound. It'd be really cool for if you did the setup where you ran through my bass amp and your. Well, guitar that's amp. kind of the that's kind of the idea. Like, yeah. that's how that's what the design is. You just run like a little Y cable from your normal jack, and super cool. It's I mean, it's and it's a sort of thing where with I looked at their instructions. It's anybody who has any sort of. Uh, comfortability level with a soldering iron could totally do it themselves. It's not like you have to take it to a tech to have all right. kinds of crazy shit hogged out of your guitar or whatever. Okay. You could put it in any guitar and it wouldn't seem like it's modified or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it still sounds like a guitar when you want it to and stuff. Dude, I didn't even realize. I've got another one that totally fits into this this segment, this like that fu- we don't future have rock for. segment. Future um, rock. Another thing that I was actually just using this morning that is unbelievable is called Man, I'm sorry. That coffee just kind of made me feel a little yeah. weird. Um, audio test kitchen. Okay. What audio test kitchen is, is a, it's an app, I guess you can, I think you can use it on your phone or iPad. I use it at audiotestkitchen.com and you just create an account and it gives you access to where they've, they've taken in like a super professional high-end studio. Wow, dude, it's loud outside right now. That's There's so people funny. like right outside, partying just outside like partying. Yeah. Sweet, dude. Come join the pod. Uh, Audio test kitchen. Right. That's what we're talking about. They took super. uh, I'm so distracted right now. What is happening? They're they're like doing work on the sidewalk or something. Oh, they're just catching up. Old friends. Old friends are just catching up right outside the window. (laughs) Hey, things happen at pod. We should just we should just totally bring my blinds up and and stare out the window real awkwardly. Are you waving? Uh, because they can definitely see. All right, let's focus. Eyes on Sorry, the prize man. here. Yeah, dude, listen, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be stoked on this. I, I promise, you're gonna think this is awesome. Audio right, test got? kitchen. Yeah, let's talk about it. In this like super high end crazy studio, they have taken so far two songs, but I think the idea is they're gonna do it with a ton more, and re- recorded them the same performance over and over with, I think it's something like 350 different microphones. And what you can do is go individual track by track or on the whole song and listen what the difference is if you choose, say, literally the mics that we're using right now Mm -hmm. or any mic that you can basically think of. They have captured all of them. And you can say, like, all right, let's hear what the vocals would sound like on the same performance with an U87. With They don't have any of the Sure stuff on there yet. So, like, that's the one big missing thing. But, like, any other brand you can probably think of, Audio Technica. So it's a pre-recorded song that they're playing for you? Yes, but and you, you can, can listen to the difference in microphone. The difference in microphone. What I are know they I did a really poor job. It's all the individual elements, every oh, single individual element. So you can either listen to the whole song as right. whereas every single thing is recorded by this mic, or yeah. you can go piece by piece and quick like the interface oh. is set up so you can quickly switch between them and hear what like the tiny either so either soloed or with the full band hear what the differences sound like with the different mics because I mean I'm never going to get my hands on all 300 of these different microphones right. but I, that like my <clears throat> WA47 I have that that mic you like so mm-hmm. much you can I can compare that against like a real know, one? A Bach one they don't they don't I mean they stopped making a real one a long time ago so not a real one it's only new mics because mm-hmm. what happens is you can go through all this stuff and then they give you like one button access to go buy it from Zounds or Sweetwater oh, nice. or something so Link it's like purchase. yeah it's really smart dude and it, and it's an actually 
like kind of extremely ridiculously useful service that I never thought of in a million years. And as, like the more I use it this morning, I was like, this is so cool. So their purpose is just to show you the difference in all the mics and you can, yep. and they make their money by having the links to exactly. The That's yep. cool. Yeah. Um, you said sure is not on there. Sure is not on there yet. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe they don't have a deal with sure. I also noticed that the, this electro voice is God. I hate that I just did that. <laughs> this electro voice that is not on there, but my W forty seven, a b- bunch of Neumann stuff. I don't think the Cam eighty four that I have is on there, but there was other Neumann stuff. Um, tons of like, I mean, th- over three hundred mics. I was extra excited because I could also check that that remember and that would fit into this into this type of category of gear that Townsend Labs Sphere mic that mm-hmm. I've talked about that was like the modeling mic that's on yeah. there and you can try all the different models out whoa with too, the one with the thing that's so cool. yeah it's really cool and, and you can do like five at a time so you can quickly jump between between them you can write notes within the track like oh I like this part here I like that part there whatever super clean in- interface and it's free man oh it's, it's freaking free it's just Check it out. It's just out there. You just create a free account and you've and you've got access to all that shit. I couldn't believe it. Super cool. Yeah, I mean, I it's really cool that like someone thought of that. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, we want everyone to just know the difference between all. And these. took the time to actually scientifically and cleanly do all these recordings so that you can. T- is it a, test like everything. what's the recording? Like just some rock. It's a song couple or different songs. There's like, yeah, I don't know. But it's a band. Is it a band playing? Yeah, with like piano and drums and yeah. guitar. And different is it guitar multi- singles. You think it's multi-track? It's multi-tracks. Yeah. But they've got it sort of stemmed down, so it's like you can listen to like the stereo drum track, but you can't listen to all the individual right. tracks of the drum. And there's no like uh, room mic or anything like that. I don't believe that they have a room mic available on there. No, it's cool though. Yeah, do and no, and and, and it's. It's enlightening. I've already learned some stuff about like just compare. I, the first thing I did was compare like the cheapest mic on there to the most expensive mic on there and check all the differences. Yeah. And hear what my mic that I already own and I'm very familiar with how it reacts at WA 47 because I recorded a lot, your voice a lot, a lot of a lot of singing yeah, on it. Sure. I can compare that to other mics and hear how hear that, how they react differently now Whoa. with a frame of reference to the mic that I already know. I like that, man, because, you know, I'll think anything sounds pretty good until you really start hearing it you know, back to back to back. Yeah. And that's, that'll change, that'll change the game. Well, and dude, you know that like, I always try to, I always say that I, you know, I watch a lot of guitar videos on the internet, but I don't form my opinions based on them because when you get something yourself and try it out yourself, it's usually going to behave a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, like I don't need to get into any names, but that guitar pedal that I got this week that uh, I thought it was going to sound one way because of internet demos and Mm -hmm. doesn't actually play nice with how I want it to play. Uh, But because I already have a frame of reference with the one mic that's on there and I know what to expect from that, I can compare it a little more accurately than just like watching a blind YouTube video or whatever. Yeah. So I was, I'm, I'm like, I want I want them to reach out. And I like hope they be on the add, show or something. Yeah, I, think I would it's love such to talk awesome more idea. about that. Yeah. You know, what, who thought of that? And like, that's really cool. Audio test kitchen, folks. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, oh yeah, got another pedal sitting right next to me right here that, that I want to talk about a little bit because I'm I'm digging it, man. This one. Yeah, that, let's talk that about I, that. That you're trying to get into it before the podcast. I was like, nope, nope, yep. can't talk about it. Once again, we there. started talking too much. So on Tuesday. I'm going to be shooting a video for the Strymon Iridium. So I've got it at home with me and uh, I've been getting to know it. And it's it's pretty all right, man. Yeah. So it's basically a, I would just call it an amp in a box. Not in that you're, you can't power a speaker with it, but it's designed to either live on your at the end of your pedal board. So for like the kind of player that plays direct to front of house, or it's like the best headphone amp you've ever used in your life. Oh, that's cool. So on the front end, you can see it's actually got a little headphone jack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mono in, stereo out, uh, has Strymon's exact same build quality you'd see on any of their other small, like two switch pedals or whatever. It's got three different amp models in there. It's like a 65 Deluxe Reverb. Uh, Vox AC30 and like a Marshall Plexi kind of increasing stages of gain, mm-hmm. you know, uh, th- and each one has three different cabs right? and they're all specific cabs. I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm not going to try to get, but each one has three different ones. So that work with it. And my personal favorite on the Marshall, in fact, is the full stack eight by 12 that they yeah. up and captured. They're all, it's all IRs. You know, we've talked a lot about impulse response technology on the pod before, they're all IRs, but you can also, because, it, and this is a big deal for people, if you have impulse responses that you, like, either you bought or made yourself, you can load them on the box, too. So, um, you know, you can get that that sound that you're already 
How do you, so it hooks up to yeah, mini, uh, micro, either mini or micro USB. I can't remember which one it's got. There's a, um, I can't remember the the name of the software Strymon has that it's like a free download and it just lets you, it it might even be just like IR manager or something like that. That lets you do all that for you. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, so like at first I kind of didn't know what to make of it. Cause I was like, I don't really know what this is for, but then going last night I, I plugged it in and had it kind of like, I wouldn't say shootout, but I was comparing it with the Kemper, yeah. uh, like just going stereo in to assist my, my recording rig, just like I'm doing with the Kemper on there. And, and for like, you know, a fourth or a fifth of the price, essentially you get three super awesome sounds. Are they, it doesn't have all totally the effects different? and everything. Yeah. Oh, they're totally different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The Fender sounds like a Fender, right. the tone or like the Vox you know, Vox is only bite is it. only uh, bass and treble, and then the cut knob. So in this one, the mid control actually becomes the cut knob. So it's it each control sort of reacts differently. You can save favorites with it. Um, you can only save one favorite like as is, but then if you plug in one of the like expanders, you can save more. Um, I I found to- like super convincing usable sounds for each like one one that I thought was like the best for each the Fender, the right. Vox, and the Marshall. Yeah, one um, of the three cab options. No, well, in the three amp options, and then with each amp, I did kind of have a, a pref- preferred right. cab. Yeah, I don't think each one one was necessarily better than the other. There was just kind of like how it reacted to me and how I was playing. But the thing that I really noticed about it is that it sound like it doesn't sound the same as plugging a, gu- a guitar amp in. It sound to me, it sounds like a finished track. If that does that make sense? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it sounds like something that's already been mixed. Versus like just like a, a straight up guitar tone. So because it has that room knob and that also has another impulse response where they you can either do a small, medium or large room. And it's, it's basically like bringing in the, a recorded like room mic yeah. in, with, in with your recording, which adds that dimensionality kind of, and space yeah. and width and stuff. Um, I noticed because it has the headphone jack or the I was doing headphones and plugged into the you know rig going through my monitors. I typically wanted less room knob when I was going through the monitors and i think that's kind of and, and like and thinking about it that's kind of obvious because like it's in a room already when it's coming out of monitors so but you're through gonna an want amp less it would be differently then but through the headphones, or headphones it was different like i wanted a little bit more of that room sound to make because it does and, you, and I'll, you should plug it in after we're done yeah, like you can it. feel it like it, it it makes it sound like you're you're listening to an amp in a room i can't describe hmm. it any other way it's really cool but like too much it kind of sounded a little weird and artificial so then just like you find that point and then dial it back a little bit and then it's just right um, I, I'm super, I'm super into it. It's not, it's not designed. You, you don't want to use that like into another amp. Yeah. yeah. Sort of the same thing we we're talking For about. Live, that it's not drive. really a live pedal. It is. If you are the type of person that goes direct, then oh, it's okay. definitely a live pedal. And I think that's like mostly who this is for, because that's a big thing not, with band touring yeah. bands right now. And like, you know, worship bands, church bands, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. They all have sound they have like stages no gear, yeah. and like huge pedal boards usually. Yep. And so that just like kind of goes at the end of your pedal board and it sounds really convincing and good i love that um, yeah, yeah i, I want to uh, hear it i've got a i'm right now i'm going through the process of just like i wanted to get used to the pedal and then now i'm like all right i need i need some like representative licks or something to play through there for yeah. each one so i'm you like <laughs> which which of my riffs that i'm writing right now will fit best these tones i will add that i also uh tried plugging pedals into the front of it like some fuzz pedal and stuff and it totally takes it just fine like, i was gonna say can you like you can stack some pedals on it totes do you have any more articles for us Let's no. end on one more. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. We I know got, we got more. There is one more thing that I, do, that I feel like we could talk about that's a pretty cool piece of gear. This isn't like n- very new or anything, but it's something that for some reason we haven't talked about, even though I've really wanted to. And it's actually kind of the opposite. We're, we've been talking about, dude, that sound is killing me. Uh, it's, it's the opposite of what we've been talking about because it's taking old technology and bringing it into the modern for the modern player. And it's okay. this company called Anasounds makes these pedals. I th- believe it's called the Anasounds element and what they are, they're reverb pedals and they use real spring reverb, like real spring tanks. Okay. So, you know, like in a, in like the old fenders and guitar yeah. amps and stuff, they've got spring tanks. Yeah. The big, sometimes, it's like a guitar head almost like yeah, inside the thing. Yeah. This one, it's like the, there's like a bass pedal and then you can, plug in either a small medium or large spring tank to go with the pedal so like if your amp doesn't have a real spring reverb now you've got a real spring reverb that you can use with your sound very cool yeah it's i'm like i like a good spring super reverb. intrigued by the idea the only the only issue i could see is that 
it's still kind of subject to the same, I would say, not fault, but some of the same potential shortcomings of real spring reverb, i.e. if you turn it up loud and then you actually accidentally make contact with it, it sounds like a bomb went off. Oh. Like that, I mean, this used to be a thing like players, you know, I th- like Brian Setzer comes to mind where like you would go back and like kick your tube amp. It's like that, like that. It sounds like a really thing. Uh, and it, yeah, like that would be like a thing to like punctuate a big moment of a song or whatever. Right. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I believe it was Dan Electro made a pedal, I would guess in the 90s. That was, you remember that, that it was like that, they're like fake tape echo that was like real big and it had like a big slider on it. They also made a reverb where it was like in that big box, but then it had a little stomp pad on it because I think it had, might have had a spring in there and you could like stomp on it to make the sound right. with it. Um, so yeah, anyways, I, the reviews that I've, I've read of the, these Anasound pedals seem like glowing and amazing and I just haven't, I haven't been able to get my hands on one yet and I really want to. Are they pretty to. rare? Are they a pretty small company or something? They're a fairly small company, but I think, I mean, you know, if you've got the dough, they'll, they'll send you one for sure. Yeah. I just, I guess my question would be what, you know, Do you use what a, tank size would I use? What's your reverb pedal right now? Dude, I don't even use reverb yeah. these days, my man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, some, my, the, that VT40 has reverb built in, some, mm-hmm. built in. Sometimes I'll leave it on like two, but, whoa, God, I hate this mic stand. You can't touch it, man. So yeah, I'm not really using a reverb right now. I guess I mean the my switcher has reverb if I wanted to yeah. to use it in there. I just I don't know. I, I I but I guess I guess the larger point is I am sort of looking for a reverb pedal that I could use right now because I do I do like reverb. You like just, Clapton? Oh God, slow slow hand is is God, right? <laughs> uh, does he re- does he use reverb a lot? I bet. I bet. I, I mean, was thinking that change the world song he did with Babyface. Yeah. Wait, baby, baby face isn't in that song, is he? Yeah, he was the co-writer. I think he wrote it with him. Are you shitting me? In the video with him, yeah. Dude, I how did I never know that? That was that's actually one of my sort of like guilty pleasure favorite acoustic such, guitar songs. Such dude. a good song. Oh my! But I mean to like play on acoustic guitar. Oh yeah. That's a, so that's you play a, that with some needle, reverb. You get that little smack right. in there with the strings. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Yep. Gotta have Gotta that. Gotta do that little, little splangy thing. Baby faces in that one. Wow, Check I didn't out. know that, dude. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, reverb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get my hands on this Anasound and see if it does the thing. Because I, sometimes digital reverbs don't always do it for me. I mean, I, I just, I love the sound of a real spring reverb, probably because I've always had amps with big spring reverbs in them. You know. Yeah, I like when you move like a twin, and it just like. I like that sound. Oh yeah, it's great. You know what else I like? What's that? Ending the podcast. All right. Good one. Good one, man. Bye. Bye.